You are listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Children need love, 
especially when they do not deserve it. Mother, there is no greater love than the love that holds on where there seems nothing else to hold on to. A mother's love is patient and forgiving when all others are forsaking. And it never fails or falters, even though the heart is breaking. A man's work is from sun to sun, but a mother's work is never done. Her candle goes not out by night. Proverbs 31:18. Hats off to all godly mothers in Zion. Happy Mother's Day. The book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 8, verse number 5. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord, and unto us by the will of God but first gave their own selves to the Lord. Our thought this morning, God possession. Possessed of God. The definition for the word possess means to have as property. God owning us as his property altogether, possessed. I use that term because to me it's a strong term and I want to add all of the strength that I can to it. There is much talk today about possession. All over the land they're possessed with this or possessed with that or the other. Our emphasis today will be on God possession. However, inasmuch as possession in the spiritual realm covers such a wide scope, we need to do some relative consideration here. One becomes possessed by completely yielding themselves to whatever. In our text, they came possessed of God by giving themselves to God. This needs much emphasis today. You know, people in the time in which we are living think nothing of giving themselves to whatever their endeavor. Nothing. You've heard me say many times, I've known people to give themselves to athletic and the preparation thereof to the extent that they would separate themselves from their families for months, not even touch them. What? They are possessed with fitness for their endeavor. I've seen people possessed with the desire to achieve and maybe to buy a car and they would 
eat beans and sleep in the car to pay for it. They were so possessed with the idea of owning a big car. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, number 12, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Now, I want you to hear this this morning. The word reign means to have sway. To be sovereign. Let not sin therefore have sway. Don't give way to sin. Don't submit to sin. This world is in a real predicament today. People have given themselves to sin to a point that is almost irreversible. That's why we are praying so hard for revival. I often tell our people here, the only hope for this dark world is a real Holy Ghost revival. I don't mean a series of meetings. I mean a revival that will revolutionize this country, this continent. There is no other hope. People have so given themselves, so yielded themselves. Do you know, dear one, there are some youngsters, even pre-teens, that have so given themselves to sin and debauchery that they're already possessed? They can commit murder without blinking their eyes at 10 or 11 years old. That hard already. You don't see the depth of that, dear one, but that's mighty, mighty serious. See, usually when a person is young, their hearts are tender and there's a sensitivity there. But they can pull the trigger now and go on and drink a bottle of beer, go on to the party, and without blinking their eyes. Possessed! Our children have yielded themselves. Illicit sexuality, all kinds of things. To a point where there is no inhibition anymore. There's no restraint. Yielded themselves, read. Don't you let sin reign in your mortal body. Now you listen to this, dear one. I want you to listen closely. Dear one, I try to warn people that you're going beyond the mark. Now, it's bad enough to sin, but they want people are going beyond that. They are not restraining themselves. They are allowing sin to reign. I mean, they are giving way to it. They are moving back all of the stop signs and the red lights and give, they are doing that. I mean, Whatever suggestion come to their mind that might have any appeal at all, they are giving themselves. And they are trying to invent new ways to give themselves. New ways for wild sexual promiscuity. New ways to expand their minds any kind of drug. Giving themselves. Giving themselves! Walk up and down the street, see young men who are wild, distorted faces, looking like 60 years old before they're 25. Possessed! 
walking around turning in circles. Standing on the corner talking to themselves as whomever. You don't know the seriousness that somebody's child who for some reason have yielded themselves and now they are the property of the spirit that they yielded themselves to. And listen to what the word of God says. Read. And you have something to say about it. The devil cannot just arbitrarily uh, possess a person. They have to yield themselves. You understand that? They have to yield themselves. Listen, you have to yield yourself. And when you by your own volition yield yourself, it's a real serious act. Yes, it is too. That's why you must use some stringent means of restraint to children at times. You've got to do it. You either do that or you lose them to Satan altogether. Regardless to what the law says or regardless to what the court says, there are times you're going to have to use some stringent measures. You've got to do it. Either you do that or they yield themselves to the enemy. And you've lost, lost them forever. Psychology is good. Counsel is good, brother. But there are some times that you're going to have to use whatever restraints necessary and either you do that or you'll be guilty of what finally befalls them. Read. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. You know, when I was a child, I can remember growing up, how there were young men who could do, they had trained and so hardened themselves and so seared their conscience that they could do anything. I mean, no tenderness about them. I take little dogs and throw them in the fire. Anything, just anything. I mean, whatever came to their mind, they're so pressed beyond all restraints that now there were no inhibitions whatsoever. It can happen to you. Do you know we have churches all over this land that are filled with demon-possessed people and preachers? Devil-possessed preachers and people? They are functioning and have no restraint whatsoever. And I'm going to tell you something, children. All devils are not violent devils. I don't care who you are. If you yield yourself to something, it can happen to you tomorrow. It might seem decent from the outside, but if you yield yourself to it, read. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof, Neither yield. Don't give your members. Don't give your members. When you try to stop, you won't be able to. If you give yourself to something, you don't get it back. Not in this, brother. When you give yourself to the devil, you don't get it back. Unless somebody who's stronger can release you, you would be appalled this morning to know those who are sitting in our immediate presence who cannot stop. They stepped across the line. Many cry at night because they're doing it and can't stop. In many instances, you don't know it until you try. Are you to hear people both, oh, I can stop smoking, I get ready to. And they're not aware of it until they try. And some of them did stop several times a week. Read. We are talking about God's possession, but first, let's, there's another possession that's more serious and more prevalent 
Don't yield your members as instruments of what? Unrighteousness. Unto sin. Yield yourselves unto God. As those that are alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto God. In a certain city. There were some young people. Who had so yielded themselves to sin and the flesh. And they supposedly came into church. Never got deliverance. And they had so given themselves to debauchery and illicit sexual involvement. When they came into prison, when they began to tear their clothes off. That spirit overwhelmed them. Many were doing what they chose to do, but now they're doing what they prefer not to do. Many people are not doing now what they choose to do, they're doing what they have to do. Involuntary servitude is the worst state on earth. That's why we fought so hard against slavery. That's why we decry slavery. What? Slavery is involuntary servitude. You are a servant not because you choose to be, but because you have to be. Somebody brought you into it. There are those who voluntarily gave themselves to things, but now it's involuntary. They don't want to do it now, and they got to do it. It has shifted. There's not a state that a man can be found in on this earth shorter than death itself that is more desperate than to be enslaved, whether your mind or whether your body, to be enslaved, to not be able to exercise your own will as you so desire. Somebody has called all the shots for you. If they sit in the corner, you sit there. If they say rise, you rise. If they say go out, you go. If they say stay inside, you stay. Do you know you got a lot of respectable people who are just that enslaved by the devil? I'll do what I want to do, but they're not indeed doing what they want to do. They're not doing what they want to do. Nobody wants to see themselves torn apart before their own eyes. They were doing what they want to do. Read. Whom ye yield yourselves, servant to obey, his servant ye are. If you yield yourself, you are the servant of the one that you yielded to. You sold yourself to be his servant. It's serious, children. And now, when you think better, Rabbi, want to walk out, you can't because he's I own you. I belong to you. You belong to me. You belong to me. You are my property. You can't even think like you want to think. You cannot even exercise your better judgment. Don't you know people know when they are destroying their minds and destroying their bodies and seeing their body waste away because they can't eat now they're so possessed with dope and all this kind of stuff. Don't you know they, they see they kill themselves? Don't you know they don't want to do that? But they belong to that spirit. They are properties of that spirit. At the church on High Street some years ago, a young girl, 19 years old, I think had maybe four or five babies, and said, so debauched her body. She jumped up in the middle of the service. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. Worn out of mind, worn out of body at 19 years old. The fun was over. My God, 
enslavement. Wanted to quit. But those passions and the psychological effect that was wrought is there demanding that she continue. Go on. Go and do it. I don't want to. I said do it. And then go home that night and, and cry all night because she did it. That's not fun. Oh, there's no fun about that. To be driven into something and go home and cry all night after you do it. People are involved in outside relationships who are married and go home and cry about how they did their poor husband, their poor wife who trust in them and vow not to do it again. But they end up in the same predicament over and over again. Why? I'm certain they didn't intend to do it because they cried and wept over it and promised not to do it again. But they found out when they tried to walk out of it, they couldn't. They could not. They could not. That's why when we deal with people who've been involved, you can't just readily put hands on your approval upon them. Why? You don't know what they picked up out there. Brother, a lot of people picked up spirits that they might never get rid of. I don't care how respectable they might seem. And you've got to know for sure to your own satisfaction. We are dealing with a very subtle age. Of it. We are in a serious situation, children. That's why you got demon-possessed people all over the country. The devil plants them in congregations all here and there. God knows the spirits and those spirits are now controlling them and they're controlling the church. All you have to do is you yield yourself. That's all that's necessary. In the book of Acts chapter 13 verse 8. Elamas, the sorcerer, for so is his name, by interpretation, which stood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then saw what? Who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him, said, all full of all subtilities, full of it. Come on. You're child of the devil. The devil owns you. That time that preachers are to whack bold and let some of these people know the devil owns you and expose those spirits. You have nothing in you but the devil. That's all. There's no good in you. You've destroyed every element of good about you. You are perverting the right way of God. You are invading the work of God. You're full of the devil. You belong to the devil. People that find themselves in that predicament, you ought to be crying for mercy. Instead of trying to shrug your shoulder, you ought to be crying for mercy because unless God delivers you, you're there. Don't you know I wouldn't want anything that leaves me crying every night because I'm doing it and I don't want to do it? Don't you know I don't want to be like that? I'm saying words that I don't want to say. I'm involving myself in a relationship that I know I shouldn't be involved in at all. I should be a thousand miles away from. But I find myself inching further and further into it. 
against the principles that I've advocated and everything else, and I'm doing it anyway. You might wake up and find yourself possessed more than you realize. This is a tremendous thing we're dealing with, children. And God help us, we may as well face it and deal with it. I'm going to tell you, dear one, you find what Jesus, from morning till night, went around knowing people, uh, casting out devils, casting out devils. What happened to the devils? We got more people now, more devils than ever, but what happened to them? During Jesus' time, they were all over the place. And they're more so now. But they can relax because they're not exposed. The devil don't like to be exposed. That's why people don't want to come to the church of God, because their spirit is exposed. They want to go to a preacher with morning and pat him on the back. Everybody does it, you know. So go to sleep. Don't, don't, don't disturb yourself. Thank God they knew it. In God's church, they're going to uh, free their souls. Going to expose those spirits so you can do something about it if you want to. Be a child of the devil. Possessed! The devil owns you. First Kings 21.20. And Ahab said to Elijah, Has thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I found thee. Because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Listen to me. I've had a lot of experiences in my life. That's why I release them to you. When I was in the Marine Corps some years ago, uh, one of the fellows, I think from Mississippi, wherever he was from, was telling me about a fellow that he knew in the city that the mothers couldn't keep their daughters away from. If they get near him, there was a kind of magnetism. They couldn't refrain from him. And so he was impressed with the fellow. He said the fellow sold his soul to the devil to get that power to make him irresistible. So if you're irresistible, you better check where you got it from. <laughs> Amen! It's not always a sign of famous. It might be a badge of infamy. Soul is soul! For that power to become irresistible. People are selling their soul to get a little attention today. You get the oohs and ahs of the people to get in a prestigious position. Selling their souls. Very so. The man sold himself to do evil. I mean, he made a deal for so much. Just like Judas did. For so much and so much, I'll give myself. Made a pact with the devil, if you please. You don't have to be, do it formally. You can just do it inadvertently. Many people have made a pact with the devil and don't even realize it. Already done it. You just let me be prosperous in life and get me a certain kind of house and amen and set up and enjoy my shows and whatnot, you can have my soul. And the devil is waiting right there to bargain with you because the Bible says he's taking Jesus up into high mountain and showing him all the kingdom of the world in a moment and say, all of these I give you if you bow down. And he'll do the same thing for you to get your soul. And he has done it. The only thing is he didn't have to offer some of us that much. Just a little lottery ticket. A little x-ray to show and sold your soul for it. I mean really sold your soul. That's all that stands between some people and salvation. Just those little things and they'll never get saved. Why? They'll sold themselves to do evil in a certain area and they are 
hold on to them until they die. And I want you to recall something here. When Judas, when Judas sold himself to do evil, you remember he tried to unsell himself. He tried to take the money back. I wish you prayed with me. He tried to take the money back and be real nice after that. Let me tell you something. After you've done what you want to do and try to be real nice, it don't work that way. You've tried yourself and, and tried your hand and spoiled yourself and see what you can do and now you want to take it back. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Switch around out there and do what you want to do. See how tough you can be and how many people you can attract and then try to take you. It doesn't work that way. When you sell yourself, you've sold yourself. And you can be like Samson if you want to. Shake yourself as you did another time. It won't be the same no more. Amen. God help us out. I, I'm trying to tell you though. Amen. You better subdue some things. Maybe you do have some amiable features. And maybe you do have some unusual abilities. But you better subdue it. Maybe you could be the, uh, the oozing of, of the people of the town. But you better subdue it. You better pack it down. God have mercy upon us. He have sold himself. Sold himself. Have actually made a pact, knowingly or unknowingly, with the enemy. And many of them never get what they bargain for. Just the prospects of getting it. Just the idea that I might get it. Sell them so what they might get. And I'm sure the devil have a great big laugh. That he sold his soul and, 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 and he's not even going to get what he sold it for. He's not going to even get it. One time an individual was going to backslide to get her husband and went there and the man didn't want to. Now she don't have Jesus as a husband. Isn't that tough? Backslide to get a man and, out there and then when she backslid, the man said, I don't want you. And she came back to Jesus. I mean, he might have said the same thing. I'm not sure. Mark 9:18. Oh, may God bless. And wheresoever... Wait a moment. The enemy, the enemy, the enemy is not satisfied with just prompting you to do some wrong things. He is destined to own you. He's greedy. The Bible says it. He's seeking whom he may devour. Devour means to eat up greedily. That's what he wants to do. He's not satisfied just to have a stock in you. He wants to own you. And wheresoever he does what? Wheresoever he takes him. The devil taketh him. The devil. Do you understand? Not, so, not wheresoever he goeth, but wheresoever he taketh him. You better, you better find out who's taking you all these places. I'm sure God wouldn't take you some, some of these people going places, saints included who claim, God wouldn't take you to some of these places that you're going. I know that. Some of these houses you go to, God wouldn't take you there. I know that. And you better, you better get to the root of it. You might be in trouble up to your neck more than you realize. Some of these places, some of these situations, some of these environments, some of these studios and houses and all this kind of thing. I know God not taking some of these people there. I know that. Well, then who taking him? Read the, read the verse. What's over what? Talking about the devil, that spirit that he had. Wheresoever he taketh him. Young people, old people, saints, ain'ts, whomever. Listen, all of these places you're going, all these ungodly places, 
that you know God would frown upon? That you know better than to involve yourself in? These houses, some of these places that are forbidden by a saint of God, that's totally improper and you know it, and you go there anyway. There's a spirit taking you there. There's a spirit taking you there. Look at it any way you will. You know some places are forbidden. You know that. You know some places are off limit. You know that. And not to admit it will sink you in a deeper hole. Where the Lord be taking him? You've been frequenting places that you know would be a reproach. You know would be detrimental to your well-being, to your reputation. You know that! I want to awaken some of us. Brother, these people are constantly going places that they're vowed to never go again. Don't tell me about the circumstances. There are some places you don't go. There are no circumstances. There are no legitimate reasons for you to go back again. None. Send somebody. Do what? Amen. Send them uh, a fax it. Do whatever you got to do. But don't go. Don't go. And if you go, I am sure the devil is taking you there. And you are his property. That's all there is to it. And do whatever you will. Did you are his property. Anytime the enemy can get you to toy with the forbidden and insist that you go and you're going against your better judgment, you're going against the advice of the ministry, you're going against God. Wheresoever what? Wheresoever he taketh him. Go on. Tarries him. Wheresoever he taketh him. Wheresoever he taketh him. I'm going to tell you something. Some of these places you're going, you might call it just a social outing or, or you might call it just a casual visit, but you better know who's taking you there. You better know who's taking you there. You might just decide, well, this is job related. I don't care what kind of related it is, but you better know who's taking you there. Some places would, is detrimental to the very atmosphere, the very fact of being there. It would be detrimental to your testimony. Yes, it would be. Come on! Some houses you have no place in. Some place of, of entertainment. Some of these restaurant bars combined in all this mess and the spirit that goes along with it. You have no business there. And if you go, you're not going because the Holy Ghost is prompting you to go. Let's get out to the other phase of it. God possessed. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19. A shift of emphasis here. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Go on. Your bodies, your bodies. Don't you know you cannot do what you want to do with your bodies? Are you? Not if you've given it to God, you can't because it's not yours. Read. I want to get to a couple of points here as briefly as I can because it's something that we need to know as saints. You must know. You must know it. Because we're going right in deep water. Now, if you get left behind, I'm sorry. You'll be, you just missed this great caravan. Read on. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. You have of God. You are not your own. 
You don't do what you want to do. You don't go where you want to go. You don't do what you want to do with your body, you, your mind. You don't do it. You don't say what you want to say. That's how I know people are not possessing no Holy Ghost. They can answer again. They can fuss if they want to. They can stand toe to toe with their husband. They can do what they want to do. They can do it. And they are doing it. And they are cut off from God. I'm a, that's the way it is. The very fact you can do it when the Bible forbids it means that you are your own. And the apostle is trying to make them aware of it. You're not your own. Go and stay as long as you want to stay and hang out all half the night, all that kind of stuff. Do what you want to do. If I want to go home, I go home. If I don't, I won't. You're your own. You are your own. And you cannot be a servant of God. You cannot have two masters. That's the way it is. That's just the way it is. That's what separates the church of God from Babylon. See, in Babylon, you can be, have two masters. You can go to church and be real nice and then do what you want to do when you get home. You can talk out of both sides of your mouth. You can, your, your fountain can bring forth sweet and bitter water. You can praise the Lord at church and fuss at your husband when you get home. The word of God is right. The, the, what I'm preaching to you this morning, you're going to face it in the judgment, every last one of you. You can turn me out if you want to, but you can't turn out the Holy Ghost in the judgment. You're bought with a price. When God, we are His purchased possession. We are bought with a price. We need to live with that awareness. You're not your own, you understand? Do what you want to do with your body, your mouth. Live in another room. Do whatever you please. Do whatever you feel like doing. Go where you want to go. Not, 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 not in be God's. You're not your own thing. The word of God says you're bought with a price. The Bible is right. Even though you might hear little real gospel preaching, but the Bible, the word of God is right. It's going to face us as sure as you're living. And I'm going to, I'm going to preach to those who got an ear to hear for just a few moments. We are the property of another. You are the property of another. You are possessed of another. Possessed of God. Totally possessed. We know we don't find that many people like that, but that's the criterion. That's the standard. Colossians 3.17, quickly. Let us move on. Listen. All right. Now that you're possessed of God. Yes. Now that you're bought with a price, read. And listen. Listen. This is what a God, this is the way a God-possessed person does it. This is the way that a, a God-sealed person does it. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all. My God, have mercy, will you please listen. Do what? Dear one, we ought to know if we have any kind of spiritual acumen or perception at all. You know some of the things people are doing. They cannot do it in the name of the Lord. You know that you can't converse with certain people over the telephone in the name of the Lord. And the thing you say, you know that. We, you know that you can't bless out your husband in the name of the Lord. You know that. Are you, are you so and so in the name of the Lord? No, no, no. You know, that's, that's ridiculous. 
Well, some might be just that ridiculous, but, but you ought to know that's a farce. Well, the Word of God says, all that you do in word or deed, I every telephone conversation who, with, with whomever, and you ought to know because of the circumstances, you cannot do it in the name of the Lord because it's forbidden by the Word of God and by the pastor and by the church. You ought to know that. And if you do it, you just do it. You'll never come to any good end. I'll, you'll, you'll never come out right. You'll never come out on the winning side. I'll guarantee you that. You know, you do it, you might think you're getting by, but you won't do You won't do it. Now, if you can do it in the name of the Lord the way you're doing it, then just help yourself. If you can do it in the name of the Lord with the same fashion, with the same attitude, with the same tone of voice and all, just help yourself. Don't let me be no hindrance to you. All right, read. Whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto the Father. Now, I want you to notice this sequence here. Now, after he says that, notice what abruptly follows. Read. In the name of the Lord now. Do it all in the name of the Lord. Get it. Get the Bible. Write it down and read it when you go home. Miss your dinner today. You probably need to. Wives, submit yourself unto your husband in the name of the Lord. Do it all. And Ethan, this is in the name of the Lord. You got to do all of this in the name of the Lord. Read. Own husband as it is fit in the Lord. Irrespective of circumstances, in the name of the Lord. Don't give me no reason why you can't do it. Because the Holy Ghost knew about that reason before he wrote this. He knew how she would be cantankerous and ridiculous and unreasonable and sometimes impossible. <laughs> Come on. All right. Be not bitter against him. Children, or you, or that's in the name of the Lord. Obey your parents. You've got to do it. There's no age limitation here. There's a way of pleasing in the, in the, uh, unto the Lord. Now I'm going to show you something here. We're going to try to conclude it. But I'm going to show you something, why there's so little results in the church today. Why there's so little authority, so little power, so little manifestation of the power of God. Acts 8.37. Acts 8.37, please. Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, my God, the Spirit of the Lord caught, up, caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. My God, Philip was so God-possessed, so yielded to God. <laughs> That, and so given to God that when he did one task for God he was so yielded to the Spirit the Spirit just caught him up and took him somewhere else. He was so detached unrestricted. I can't go I got this to do I got that to do. We're yielded to making a living. We're yielded to our livelihood. You understand me children? There are few people who are not attached to this world God had to argue with some of us six months to get us to do something. We need to study the Word of God. And, and won't do all this talking, all this testifying, all this hollering. That means nothing. The only thing matters is being yielded to God. God possessed. God possessed Philip. 
Can I tell you something? And I want you to listen closely. Philip, this is that the apostle. This was one of the seven who the church appointed. You don't have to have no title to be the use of God. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be skeptical now before I attach a title to anybody and put my hands on an approval. You watch and see what I tell you. Why? If you use a God, you don't, need, you don't have to have no title. That title just give you pride and make you claim something that you're not. Amen! My God, Philip, if you read the first portion of this chapter, you find where he went down to Samaria doing mighty miracles by the power of God. Just one of the seven. Yielded to God. Given to God. Given to God without restraint. God just caught him away. So given to God, his earthly concerns was absolutely nil. That's what I'm dealing with right now. My God, you wouldn't attach to nothing or nobody. But we're going to try to be spiritual and given to God without doing that. And that's where you're going to get deceived. Yield to God. Like, just like Jesus was. When he got before the judgment and they abused him and uh, uh, falsely accused him, tried to make him talk. He was so yielded to God, he said, I won't talk unless God talk. You're not going to provoke me and make me talk. You're not going to make me overreact. I will not speak unless Jesus speaks. God speaks. Call me Beelzebub. Falsely accuse me. I will not speak unless God give me to speak. So yielded to God. So given to God. Some of us got our plans made for the rest of our lives, as it were. And going to try to squeeze God into our little plans. God possessed. My God do you know why this world is in such a mess? A lot of devil-possessed people. What if we had a lot of God-possessed people? Look at the difference. Suppose we had a whole world full of God-possessed people. Brother, you wouldn't have to lock your doors at night. You wouldn't have to walk to school with your little girls and whatnot. Just turn them loose. Everybody God-possessed. You wouldn't have to worry about your name being scandalized. You wouldn't have to worry about X-rated movies and all this kind of stuff. Everybody God possessed. This place will be a heaven to go to heaven in. But now it's on the contrary. Devil possessed society. And you're afraid to walk the street. You don't know what to expect next out of people. But who wants to be God possessed? Who willing to go that far? Who willing to abandon life? Who's willing to do it? Who's willing to do it? I give up. God possessed me. That's what it's talking about in Romans chapter 12. See, it's not asking you anything out of the ordinary. And I'm going to tell you something. Philip the evangelist. There's no need to try to claim no gift, be no evangelist or nothing else, brother, and possess the self. Because you're not going to get anywhere but make more mess than we already got. Amen. Before you can be God-possessed, many of us, we're going to get some of them devils out of us. Because you can't have two masters. But this morning, you can do it. You've been trying to yield yourself to God and you can't do it. You've, got, you've had no success because you didn't get the devil out. You'll have to extricate the devil before God will come in and possess you. I'm talking about possess you. Then there are many saints who feel they're moral, but God don't possess you. You're still doing something you want to do. You still have control in a crisis. You can pull your little string and do what you want to do for the moment. For a temporary expediency. That's not God possessed. See, you still have, a, you still have uh, an investment in your own life. God help us this morning. Philip just gave himself to God without restriction. 
Many of you are giving yourself to the enemy without restriction. That's why we got all of this perversion and homosexuality. People are just giving themselves to promiscuity and, and lasciviousness. Anything, just giving themselves, whatever. Whatever comes, whatever. Nothing too low. Anything goes. That's sad. We're, we're, that's the kind of mess we're living in. Anything goes. You suggested and they do it. Some for money and some just do it for the sake of it. Now if you want help this morning. For whatever reason you're here. We're not talking about no church joining stuff. We, if you want help this morning. We got a prayer room. We got an altar. We'll stay here and work with you. I trust God somebody wake up this morning. I trust God that somebody want to be free this morning. Some of us got messed around out there for a, a few months and got yourself in a mess and you can't get it out of it. You need to be free this morning. You need to be free this morning. You might be decent, but you're bound. You might not be totally immoral, but you're bound. And you need to be free and you'll never be satisfied until you are completely free. Now God will free you this morning if you so desire. Shall we stand? You can be made free this morning. We got an altar. We got a prayer room. I wouldn't, I wouldn't satisfy myself, children. My God, if I'm going to be associated with something, I want to be all that God would have me be. I want to be totally possessed of God. But you got people who don't want to give up their own ways. They are unwilling to give up their own ways. Yield it to God completely. Now if you want help this morning... We have a prayer room here and we have an altar. You'll come, we'll pray with you. We'll talk with you. We'll deal with you. That God might help you. Saved or unsaved, if you're not God-possessed, you need to be and you'll have to be. Now, if you won't help this morning, will you come? Now, some say, I pray about it when I go home. You'll probably have forgotten about it. You'll probably forget about it. You'll probably forget about it. come you may come now don't don't hold back don't delay as you sing a verse or two of the song you ponder it you think about it you can know you can know what spirit is possessing you at this very moment. What's controlling you? What's causing you to speak when you need, when you know deep down inside you need to be quiet? But you speak anyway. Something is causing that to take place. You know what? You can be totally possessed with the Holy Ghost. You must be that way in order to really please God. You must be walked upon. Abused, misused, and still come out smelling like a rose. Can't do that within yourself. You can't do it. But through God, that strengthening us, 
we can do all things. Sing it. 
something will cross your pathway that cause Jack to pop up. Even that, within, even in that, it's a blessing. Because if Jack just stood down there and you wasn't right, then you'd have to, he'd have to pop up before God. Have you had Jack to pop up lately? <laughs> you know, that, that's amazing. You know those little boxes that we used to get for the children? And they played a little tune. And when it got to a certain note, Jack would pop up. Boom. Have something crossed that note in your pathway lately and Jack popped out and you grab him Jack no get back Jack you're not supposed to be out get back down in there take care of Jack take care of Jack that's the only way you're going to keep him down take care of him we're going to sing another verse and then we're going to leave it with you